Before we start this episode, I'd like to thank you for your continued support of the Nowhere Fast podcast. If you have a minute or two to spare, and you've been enjoying these interviews, please consider leaving a rating or review. If you liked a specific episode, share it with your friends. It really helps spread awareness, and helps a whole new audience find the show. For any other information you might need, visit www.nowherefaststudio.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the episode, and enjoy the rest of your week. I'm super excited about this. I, uh, it's not that it's been easy to get other guests. Like everyone, everyone's busy. Everyone's an important conversation. It's just with you. It was something that I kind of personally like formed an interest in. And you're probably the first guest that I had to. You know, I was I was really curious about how it all worked at the gym. So I was asking people if if they knew. Well, first it started with me asking, "What is this job? Like, who who decides how these things go, and what is the job title, and what does it entail?" And then it turned into me trying to finding you. Maybe not you personally, but it was me asking people at Boulders if, if they knew who the root center was, what his Instagram was, how I could like find them and start to like kind of unveil all this. So you you will be my first guest that I actually had to do a tiny bit of work, just figuring out what the job was and who did the job and then lining up the talk. So I wanna I wanna thank you for letting me feel like maybe 2% of an actual journalist, like trying to find <laughs> out who to interview. So this is is new for me in that sense, but I'm I'm super I have so many so many dumb questions that may may or may not be actually dumb to you, but I just I have so many things to ask and hopefully they're not really dumb things that people ask you every day, but thank you for doing this. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Oh man. I'm so honored. Yeah. I love, I love answering questions about, about root setting and climbing because yeah, I hope that it makes it just more accessible to people or just like unveils the mystery of, of what it is. Cause I mean, super interesting because I've been going uh, to boulders with my girlfriend and then like different groups of friends of ours. And we kind of all have asked the same questions. Like we're all, I mean, I obviously don't actually climb, but I, I kind of sit in my chair and just watch what's going on. And we've all kind of wondered who you know is uh, before like stating what we wonder i should just ask you is is each hold different or are there do you know what i mean like i look look at the walls in the gym and it's hard for me to see one hold that's exactly the same 
as another whole. They might be like close in size or like close in, in distance, but they all look sort of different, right? So how many, how many of each whole does the gym get? I guess would be like the, the first question. Is there any like logic or science to that? Not really. Like, like, yes, yes, absolutely. There's like different hold types. Um, but I guess like to answer the first part of your question, like every hold, every hold is different and every hold is unique. Um, unless, unless you buy like the exact same hold twice. Um, but yeah, no, every hold is, is unique. And, and there's like, there's like different like hold types. So like levels of difficulty of grips. Um, so, so when we order more holds or, or looking at the hold library that we have, we always like try and make sure that there's like a good range of, of hold types so that you can set routes that speak to different angles and different abilities. So like, would you guys actually have a catalog of like what you have and what's on the wall? And then do you kind of strategically try to make sure there's like less of the same thing reoccurring or like, how does that all work? Um, I'm like, I'm actually relatively new to like, like I'm the head root setter for boulders. Um, so it's so like I'm in charge of, of the setting, but, but I've only been in this position for, for a few months now. Um, and the person before me, um, he did log most of what we have, but, uh, but it's like less of a science. I think we haven't really done that before. And it's just like this, this general feel of, of as we're setting, we're like, Oh, we're running out of this hold. Um, I, I don't feel like we have enough. Um, to set these these ability levels or and then and then as we order we like fill those gaps um but what's cool about holds is like it like uh there's trends yeah with holds so so every year like like hold shapers hold developers will will come out with like the new line of holds and that'll be and then they'll like appear in competitions and then and then certain gyms will be like oh that's really really cool or um or people will, will like really get attached to these new types of holds because they look interesting. So then gyms will pick them up and then it's really fun to set with them because they're like, it's like a trend. It's like this new exciting thing. Do those things work uh, kind of like all trends? Like, will they, they'll be like really prevalent for the season and then something else kind of replaces them? Or once a new one is introduced, is it kind of like in the repertoire forever, like now it exists and now like you keep having it at the gym or do they have like kind of seasonal cycles with these new holds? I think, I think more it's like a, it's like they get old, like they get damaged, like they lose texture to them. Um, so eventually like a, like a hold will have like, I don't know, maybe like a six year shelf life. And then after six years, it kind of becomes like too used and, and no longer like fun to to hold on to. Um, so then they just get like cycled out. Um, but yeah, most of the time we try and buy holds that are like, that aren't like like too gimmicky, I guess you could say. Um, so, so that they still have like relevance um, for a long time. That is super cool. I would have never even like, thought to ask you about the shelf life like i was i was assuming you guys just uh, like swap them in and out but i hadn't really thought about the idea of them just being too worn to stay in circulation like you would have to replace them because of the wear and tear 
and not just because like people were kind of bored of it and needed a new route that that's cool yeah i i didn't even like it i have a couple notes written down for what i wanted to talk about and that didn't even like factor into them that that's cool thank you i wouldn't even thought to ask that but yeah most of the time yeah most of the time we can like use holds in in different ways to keep them interesting um but yeah, if you hold, if you try and grab a hold that like doesn't have any any texture left on it, or or yeah, or just like feels old and it's dirty and doesn't look nice, it just like it just like takes away from it. So yeah, that's where the shelf life comes in. Do you know uh, just a, a random question for the sake of asking, what happens to the holds once once you guys swap them out? Do you send them back? Like, are they recycled by the companies, or what what goes on with them then? Uh, we we actually sell them. We we do like a big hold sale. Um, so lots of people have home. Like I think more people than I think uh, have home gyms. So like they'll build like a little wall in their garage or something, and and so we'll we'll sell off our old holds and and yeah, they always like sell out. You sell off like I don't know like hundreds of holds and and they just get eaten up by by people with home walls. That's pretty cool. So they like go on to a completely second life also like kind of with the same community right like people who might have used them in the gym are now like able to use them in their home that that's interesting as well yeah yeah like never really like being only climbing in gyms never really thought about people having their own walls at home but yeah, but like so many people have them that I've been approached a few times since I've been started resetting about with people asking if I can come to their house and, and just change up the holds for them, which I never thought would happen. Do you have a home gym or a home wall? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it was like a lot of work. I guess you have access to a wall all the time, right? So there's no point yeah yeah i just like climb in the gyms all the time it seems like kind of cool it'd be like having like a, a mini ramp in your garage right and you could just skateboard whenever you wanted to that seems kind of cool but no i don't don't have one so i mean i guess i should have asked this to start did you uh, like go to school or anything for this like how do you actually get the job of being a brood setter because to me it seems like really scientific, like almost on like an engineer level of like, you have to know how these all work, like for the safety of everyone using them. So what, what qualifications, if any, are involved with you having this position? Yeah, I think we can, we can probably, there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of like issues or, or problems with with root setting and, and getting into root setting. So this is a, this is a fun topic. I like talking about this. Um, to answer the question right away, I, I got into root setting um, almost like, like by chance, I guess. Um, so, so like I wanted to be, I wanted to be a, a coach. what I really liked to do. So I went to school um, and got certifications in, in coaching, which has a lot of like, like movement analysis um, and lots of like observing the body 
uh, and movement. Um, so I had like this natural, I don't know, like not natural. I like has trained a lot to, to like see movement and, and analyze the body. Uh, and then once I got into climbing, um, that kind of like spoke to me is like seeing this different movement and analyzing movement, which is, which is crucial for, for root setting, um, being able to like visualize and analyze the movement before it even gets put on the wall. And then, and then I think I got lucky, uh, just like being in the community for a long time. Uh, I was able to, with it, like most gyms have a, have like an apprenticeship program. Um, so I started, I started trying to get into root setting through an apprenticeship program at the U of A, um, at their like old butter dome wall. And then, uh, and then I think I set like one or two roots or problems there. And then, and then I got hired by, by rock jungle, this other company. And, uh, and just having that, like, just having touched holds a little bit was like more certification, more qualification than, than anyone else had. Um, so, so I got hired and I don't think I was very good at it to start. I think I was pretty, pretty bad at it, but, but just having that, that little bit. Yeah. Did, uh, sort of interrupt. Um, did you coach at all? Like between being certified and then going to root setting where you would like, did you use the coaching degree at all? Uh, yeah. So, so as a, as a, like a snowboard coach. So, um, I did that for for about 10 years and it was like my full-time job for for like four of those years so it was like this full-time snowboard coach uh here in alberta oh are you you're talking about coaching certification like being like just any type of coach really i thought you meant a climbing coach yeah so that's 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 so like i guess my career like transitioned because i was like this this big snowboard guy uh, and I coached snowboarding and that was like kind of my, uh, my aspirations in life. And then, and then, and then climbing kind of like snuck in and it was like this auxiliary thing that I did. Um, and, uh, and I guess, yeah, the switch happened, um, about like six years ago where I switched from like, from like snowboarding and, and more into climbing. Um, yeah, so more of, more of a, so I had never like coached climbing, um, before but i was just like climbing um so like when i started root setting it was like it was like i coached six days a week but only in the evenings so i need something to do during the day so i so i'd like root set every once in a while uh, during the day and then and then it slowly started taking over my job or my life what like what was it about climbing that really drew you in because you're talking about like a decade-long involvement in snowboarding coaching and all that so there must have been something really like magical about climbing to pull you into that world do you know like was there any specific thing or was it just like kind of a natural transition for you at the time i think it was like it was a natural transition um it's like it's like new and it's like really exciting when you get into it it like really consumes you um yeah but it i think it has like a lot of like similarities to snowboarding um and like those kind of like extreme like like individual sports that you do with with a group of people so like the team individual sports uh and then also yeah and also just like the community is is like really really cool and really interesting um i find snowboarding has like a 
or like when I growing up in snowboarding, it had like a level of like pretentiousness to it. Like you had to be cool. You had to be, you had to be really, um, yeah, part of a crew if you wanted to, to be anything. And, and climbing had a little bit less of that. Like, like you could just go out and you can climb a rock and no one really cared about it. Uh, where snowboarding, like, like you wanted people to see you. So I think, I think I started transitioning into climbing because I didn't, I didn't really like that as much about snowboarding. The, I mean, I, uh, we were talking actually briefly about that. I think when we were exchanging messages, trying to set this whole thing up, but yeah, the similarities between like, I mean, skateboarding is, is the one I probably know most about like personally. So just seeing that it's, it's a sport that you can do with friends, but really it's like kind of you against yourself really it's like that individual team thing you're talking about but i also i mean one of the reasons why i'm like so kind of enthralled with all this is i've i've been a part of a few different communities over the years like kind of had an inside look at what's going on and i think the the climbing community is probably one of the more interesting communities I've like been able to get kind of peek behind the curtains at. I feel like exactly what you're talking about. There's no level of like, there's no cool, cool guys. Like, I mean, there's definitely cool climbers. I'm not saying there's no cool climbers. There's way less of a wall between these people. Like you could have any skill level talking to any skill level like i mean dig me for instance i go to the gym i'm not even climbing i'm just sitting there in a wheelchair and i talk to like so many people in the night will come over and talk to me and i feel there's not even really that initial introduction it's just like everyone is friends with everyone it's like you just grew up with all these people you know like I'll just be talking with someone about something. Someone will approach us and just immediately like start chatting with us. And I love that. Like, and I've never really seen like that accessibility with where everyone can just talk to everyone on the same level. So I, the little bit that I have seen, I agree with you like a thousand percent. It's like the most, kind of barrier free like everyone feels welcome everyone is getting along with everyone it's, it's really interesting i could see how that would be one of the main factors to like pull you from anything else especially something with that level of pretentiousness or like just that barrier and like the older established snowboarders probably aren't talking so much to the brand new snowboarders, but I don't see a lot of that in climbing at all. Yeah. Some of the things I've seen with like, like the difference between snowboarding and skateboarding and climbing was like, was like, yeah, like we wanted to, we wanted to, I mean, I guess there is some of this in, in climbing, but, um, but you like, you don't want the skate park to be really busy or you don't want the snow park to be filled with kids that, that don't really know what they're doing. Um, but with climbing, there was like a lot less of that, I think, or, or my experience was a lot less of that. It was like, it's like you said, everyone wanted to like share what climbing was. So they'll, they'll come up and then and, and talk to you. And, and there's like, yeah, less barriers. And it seems like, it seems like 
yeah, people just wanted to get you into climbing and that was really cool. That's uh, really funny you'd put it that way. I was saying, I think to my girlfriend or I forget when I was saying it, but almost that exact same thing that I feel a lot of other sports, you can tell people want to gatekeep a little. Like they don't want, skaters don't want to put it out there that everyone should skateboard. But I feel like climbing is one of the only ones I've seen where people want everyone climbing and they they want like the gym as busy as it can be like they want to let everyone know that this is something they could maybe try and i i don't see that with with other maybe some of their sports i don't know about every single tight-knit community of athletes but yeah snowboarding skateboarding Seems like people are trying to hoard it a bit for themselves. They don't want everything to get too busy, but climbing, it's like the more the mayor. Everyone's trying to like recruit everyone. Yeah, especially especially gym climbing. I think I think people just like want to share it with with their friends or, or with other people that they know. But so many of the the people that that I ask how they got into climbing. Uh, the answer is always like, oh, my friend brought me once and then and then I've been climbing ever since. So it's like it's like something that they want their friends to do. How did you get into climbing? Like, do you remember the first time that you someone like told you what climbing was? Uh, yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. I don't think I fit the norm. I, I took a I took a physical activity class. I was at the U of A. Um, and one of the and one of the physical activity classes was climbing, and I and I heard about this, and I heard everyone talking about like this class, and and it was early in the morning, like it was my earliest class that I could take, and everyone was like, oh yeah, it's like it's like grueling. You go to this class and you're tired, and you have to climb for two hours, and and it was like really appealing to me. I thought that was really cool. Um, and like kind of alternative and and funky so so I took the the class and and it was grueling and, and you did wake up at whatever way earlier than I wanted to and and you'd climb with these people and you'd have to wake up and and you're not very good at it and you don't have the muscles to do it so so like your forearms and your fingers are are fried for all your other classes I remember I remember after after taking the climbing class I'd go to another another lecture and it's like having trouble writing notes because because I didn't want to like hold on to my pencil very well. So anyway, that's how I got into climbing was was through a, a university class. Did was there people you knew kind of through the snowboard community? Were any of them climbing as well? Because I also see a lot of like crossover. Kind of people like almost have like a certain discipline or whatever instilled in them through like skate or snow or anything else. And then they find a way to like kind of translate that into climbing. So I just wonder if anyone you knew in snowboarding was also kind of like making the transition same time as you or were you solo on this venture? Uh, I was solo on this venture, but uh, but I also like I didn't grow up grow up in Alberta. I like I came here for for university, so so I think that also added to to why I love the sport so much is because because I didn't know a whole whole lot of people in Alberta, and and then it was like this this community that that invited you and and was open, so it was a great way for me to meet 
a bunch of new people and, and feel part of something. Uh, but I don't, but even after being part of the snowboard community, I, I find there's a lot, there wasn't a whole lot of snowboarders that also climbed, even though I think it's like a great kind of combo because, because snowboarding, you only really do in the winter and then climbing, uh, especially outdoor climbing, you only really do in the summer. Um, so for me, it seems like a great match, but, uh, but what I see more of is, uh, is all the skaters that I knew, um, going into, into climbing, like I see so much more crossover in, in skating and climbing than, than snowboarding and climbing. That's the other thing. When I, I go to the gym, like I'm, I, uh, before, before Nowhere Fast was a podcast, I don't, I don't know if you know or anyone listening knows, but we, we had like a, I don't even know what it was, but I guess it was kind of a skate shop for a bit. And I, since we've closed, I, I definitely see like light years more kids that I knew from that shop at the gym. I have a, an ongoing joke and, and hopefully this doesn't ruin it. But every time I go, I run into plenty of people I see like constantly, but at least one person who I haven't seen in like two years or more that I knew from there, I'll see them at the gym and every, every single time, even if it's like getting to the end of the night and I joke with my friends, like, I guess tonight's the night. Like I haven't, I haven't seen anyone I know. As we're leaving, we'll like bump into someone I like recognize from there. So there's a huge crossover with skaters to climbing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's like when you when you messaged me, um, I was surprised. Like, cause I I've, I've actually known about you for a long time, and I and I followed Nowhere Fast, like when it was a shop and and the stuff that you were doing. And I thought it was like, yeah, really cool project and, and loved it. So, so when you messaged me, I was like, oh, it must be, it must be because like I skateboarded or, or snowboarded and was part of that scene. So, so when you said it was, it was because of root setting, I was kind of like, oh, 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 wow. I didn't think it was because of root setting. I thought it was because of this, this other part of my life. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I should, I should take a second to, to thank Jeremy because we've talked a couple times just at the desk like when we're we're going in and so that was part of the research i thought yeah i know no this one guy i didn't even know his name at this point but i recognize him so i was looking through i think the way it started was i was like going through boulder who boulders followed it was like days of research i was going to every account seeing if i recognized him I finally found him, followed him, waited a bit because I thought like, ah, this is not weird, but this could be a little off-putting. Finally sent him a message and said like, hey, I I don't know if you even know who this is. We've talked at the gym. I'm in a wheelchair. I think that probably is enough of like, I, I'm sure there are other people in wheelchairs who have been to boulders, but I think it's... You would know what I meant when I was like, we've talked, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm trying to get a root setter on the podcast. Do you know who does the root setting? And then he's the one who kind of middleman this whole thing. So I, I got to thank him, shout him out. But yeah, that was, 
a little off off topic, but that was how the research started was through him finding him asking about you blow you know long story short that's how it all all worked and i guess he he also knew what nowhere fast was before it was podcast which is funny it's been a while since we closed the podcast different than the shop so a lot of people gonna if anyone knows nowhere fast it's for the podcast not the shop but it's I mean, it worked out in my favor that both of you kind of knew what it was in that context and that kind of helped make this happen, I guess. So, yeah, shout out, Jeremy. You you helped out with this a ton. Thank you. Big shout out to Jeremy. He's a great guy. I love him. That's that's kind of funny that that a lot of people know you from from the podcast now and uh, and not the shop and, and before the podcast. That's interesting. Uh, it's it's funny i i don't think this would have ever worked and like not not to say that it is working but i i don't think i would have even got one listen if i didn't have something in the past that people knew of to transition to this so i guess as much as i complain about the studio for wasting a bunch of years of my life um I'm kidding. For the most part, it was fun. And yeah, yeah. I mean, without it, I guess we wouldn't really be talking. I wouldn't know Jeremy. You wouldn't know who I was like when I messaged you. So I guess, you know, for once, I can't really complain. I guess it all worked out. But, uh, you know, enough about that. I, uh, we're here to talk about you and your root setting. What, um, uh, Another question I had, when you when you set a route, do you have to personally climb that route to like okay it? Or because I mean I asked asked a, a couple of people about this and they their understanding was that not only are you setting these routes, you're also personally able to climb all these routes just to like verify them. Is is that true yeah so i guess a little like behind the scenes with root setting is is like the setters will will put we call them skeletons so like the skeleton of your root on the wall and that's like the like the first draft of your boulder problem um so you're just like putting holes on the wall and you're not really climbing anything you're in like you're in your regular shoes like you're not in climbing shoes and you're just putting holes on the wall um and that's normally the morning and then and then in the afternoon it's all the setters um forerunning so like trying out the draft uh, and then making changes to make sure it's like good movement and and flows well and and there's a good sequence to it um but yeah i guess i guess you you should be able to to climb where it's like easier if you can climb your your problems but uh but a lot of the time, like it's like so physical that you don't want to be like climbing your problem over and over and over again. So, so a lot of the time, setters will just like climb one or two moves in the boulder problem and and until it feels good, and then they'll move to a different move in the boulder problem. So it's so it's like rare that a setter will climb the problem start to finish. Um, it's like more efficient to just be like picking small sections of it. It's like it's like writing an essay. You wouldn't like rewrite your essay over and over again. You'd like take a paragraph and then just rewrite that paragraph and then maybe pick another paragraph. Right. That I mean, amazing uh, comparison. I'm I'm sure that it helps a lot of people understand. I um 
Is there one of you? Like, how many setters and how many installers? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, so on a on a regular set day, or at least like I think different gyms do it differently, but but for our gym, um, there's four of us. So it'll be like one one head setter, one person leading the set, and then three three other setters. Um yeah, and then we'll just we'll put up about twelve twelve boulder problems. The language you're using, I uh I should clear that up. You're talking like, are they called roots or are they called problems? Oh yes, this is yeah. There's like this whole lingo. It's like it's like when you go into a skate park and like there's like language for for it all. Um, so like problems are for boulders normally, and and roots are for for roped climbs, so like longer climbs. Um, and they and they sometimes get used interchangeably, but but when when people talk about a problem, it's normally about a boulder problem. Uh, when they talk about a route, it's a it's a roped climb. It's a longer climb. And then what what, what about uh, I've heard you say moves as well. Is that just people climbing, like the physical movement of someone climbing the wall? Yeah. So so there'll be when we when we put the the holds on the wall when we're making our our problems we have we have like movements in mind we want we want people's bodies to to have to do a specific movement to to complete the problem um yeah and and sometimes those moves have like have like names so people have like come up with names for these moves so we'll we'll be like oh i want to set this one specific move that people have set many many times before and it has a name to it uh, so then like what yeah this is another another thing i'm quite curious about if there's like a, a certain i guess problem on the wall do you when you set this in your head like personally do you have an idea of how it would be climbed like the exact movements of someone going from the floor to the ceiling or see to me when i watch it, it's like i understand people are going based on the number and the color right they want to like follow that map or i'm sure i'm using horrible wording but <laughs> to me i think like the goal is just get from the ground to the top like as long as you get to the top on these colors you've done what you're supposed to do but is there a certain way you're supposed to like you know is it like left leg to right arm type thing or is it just however someone safely wants to get to the top that's the way to do it uh this is this is fun this is a this is a fun area yes there is there is this like map there's a specific sequence that we want uh people to to do to get from the bottom to the top but like you can't necessarily make that exactly the same for every single person climbing it so so people are going to find their own way to get to the bottom from the bottom to the top and that's and that's like a reality of climbing that's really cool like everyone's going to climb it a little bit differently. So, so we have a, so we have like an idea of how we want people to climb it and it'll probably be similar ish between everyone, but everyone's going to have like a little bit of a, of a different way of them doing it. And that's, and that's really cool. Do you uh, like ever 
you know, like just go to the gym and watch the way people are interacting with certain like things you've problems you've built and then kind of use that info to go forward to building different ones? Or is it like you're just going like kind of more like textbook and then people climb it how they want? Like, do you, you cater to people or do they cater to you? Uh, the way I said is I, as I absolutely cater to people, I love watching people climb, climb problems. Uh, after, after every set, we normally, we normally hang out for a little bit and I'm sure it's kind of intimidating for people. So sorry, everyone out there. Um, but we hang out and we just like watch people climb, climb the new, the new problems. Um, cause sometimes, sometimes we like, we climbed it in a specific way and we're like, oh, that was, that's definitely the way, like no one else can climb it any different way. And then, and then someone else will get on and do something we hadn't even thought about. Uh, and that's really fun to watch sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes like we call them breaks. So like, so you have a specific sequence and then it'll be like a sequence break. So they'll, they'll have done it some way completely different. Um, and we, I like to see, I like to see those breaks, uh, as long as it like, doesn't totally make the grade a lot easier. So as long as it like has a same level of difficulty. When I, I watched people climb in Solaris, the first like couple times we went, I would, you know, someone would like my girlfriend or a friend would be saying, you know, we're working on this like three you know, it's blue or whatever, you got to go all the way up. And I would say like, okay, what well, you can just step on this green right here. And they're like, no, you can't. That's not the route. Like you can't <laughs> use those. But then I was like, even more novice than I am now. I was thinking like, what do you mean you can't use it? Like it's right there. There's no law against it. Like, how can you not use it? But they have like their own code and you know, it doesn't count. And then it makes me think about skateboarding for sure. There's like things that count and don't count. And they have their own like rules and regulations for how you can be satisfied with landing something. And then something else might, to the untrained eye, it might look like they landed it, but they're like, no, a hand touch or, you know, like wheels clicked or whatever. And they, don't count it as a land. I I learned that it's same with climbers. Like if they don't go up all on the same color, same number, it doesn't count to them. I think that's really cool. And a lot of, it's like a, a discipline, a discipline like built into the sport that a lot of people I don't think would, would understand unless they like knew what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It like it like adds it like adds like why it like adds the motivation, adds the reason why you climb to have these these weird kind of limitations, like like only using one color of the holds when when there are plenty of different holds on the wall. Um, yeah, but it it kind of like because because climbing originally was wasn't indoors. It was all it was all on regular rocks. So so the way to get from the bottom to the top outdoors was like you only can use certain um certain like defects in the rock to hold on to and and the only way to get from the bottom to the top was was to use these defects in the rock so i guess the gym's trying to to imitate that to emulate that and and the defects in the rocks are just like the holds the colors of the holds in the route that you're climbing do you um 
again kind of off topic but i forgot to ask are you an outdoor climber as well or do you stay in gym uh i like outdoor climbing i outdoor climb a lot too it's kind of like uh i love indoor climbing but it it, it feels like a like a training ground so i can go outdoors and i can climb and touch real rock that that's actually another thing that i would have forgot to ask about but you saying that reminds me did indoor bouldering do you know like was it started just to train to go outside like me me and a few people at the gym were talking about this uh when we were there last week that we our guess was that it all started just to train to go outside but do you do you know like did it was it intended to be like an indoor activity or was it just like a training ground to like send people to, I mean, I guess saying one's real and one's not is probably rude, but was it like training to send people outside or was it always meant to be a contained indoor sport? No, it was, it was totally, totally meant to be a training ground for, for outdoors, which is, yeah. It, which is more recent than, than, than I, like I saw the change, the transition from my short career in climbing where it became like gym climbing was, was like the means was the activity in itself. Um, and it wasn't just something you did because you're, you're training to go outdoors. Uh, but when I started, it was even still had like a lot of that, that, um, that idea that you're just like, you're just training to go outdoors. So, I mean, you, if I'm not wrong, you said you've been in it, like you kind of got like dove all into the climbing six years ago. So that means like the whole transition is, is quite recent, right? If, if you saw it personally within like the past even decade, let's say that that's recent. Yeah. Well, I guess I started climbing. I started climbing a lot earlier. Um, I think, I think it was like around 2011. So I've been, so I've been climbing for about, 13 years um but i've only been setting for for the last six years oh yeah yeah even like 12 13 like even 15 20 is is recent like in the the grand scheme of sports i would think so that yeah that's cool yeah i i thought that and then thought like yeah i don't know anything about this right like that's just my guess and it i guess was someone right that's cool what's uh what's really funny though uh which kind of adds to this is that bouldering bouldering wasn't even seen as like as like quote-unquote real climbing um when it was like mainly outdoors uh bouldering was seen as like this this off thing that people did um to train for for climbing higher and longer routes so it, it wasn't even seen as a means in, in its end, even though it was like all outdoors. It was like you're climbing this little this little rock. And why would you why would you even climb this little rock? Because it's like this bigger rock that you can climb and that meant so much more. So yeah, I knew I knew using the word real might be a touchy subject, and it sounds yeah. like it was. So again, I I didn't mean that. I I don't wanna offend any indoor outdoor boulders. Outdoor climbing looks very terrifying to me. Like I get a little, <laughs> a little nervous just watching people climb indoors. I think it's, I mean, I'm always, I'm seated 
always red so everything is a bit lower to me so even like an indoor gym seems higher because like i've never really stood up but then when i look at footage of people doing it outside that like that really gives me like a pit in my stomach right i know my girlfriend like loves climbing indoors says like she would never go outside it's way too scary what were you you always into both or like did it you have to work up from indoor to outdoor or i guess i'm assuming did you start outdoor and then indoor after yeah so i started indoor and then and then through meeting people they're like oh yeah you can do this outdoors um so they kind of like took me under the wing and, and took me outdoors uh so i started indoors um but yeah i've been doing it for for quite a while now and it it still kind of terrifies me to go outdoors too it's like this so much more of this visceral experience to be holding on with your tippy toes and the tips of your fingers on a, on a huge rock face it's it's terrifying <laughs> yeah totally terrifying what's the the biggest the biggest thing that you've climbed in uh like outdoor setting um there's a i'm not sure if you know squamish um it's yep. like this kind of climbing mecca yeah on the coast um and there's and there's the the chief the big the big mountain that's there um and uh, that's the tallest thing i've ever climbed yeah which took me like what one of my friends like who lived out there kind of like dragged me up that and uh yeah it took us like seven or eight hours to to climb from the bottom to the top arguably you can do it faster but but yeah i'm not it was like new terrain for me how uh, i mean i've i've heard of it that pretty much my extent on a lot of things is i've heard of them and then i don't know any specifics how um how tall is that? like what's an estimate like how many feet or meters or whatever would that be i think it's i think it's 1300 feet so a thousand yeah thousand three hundred i think um yeah i think it's that i can't i can't pull the number off the top of my head though that's yeah terrifying even just to <laughs> think of something being that how uh, worries me well like on behalf of the people doing it what's uh i mean this is another in incredibly pointless question but i don't see a lot of like photos from people like and i get like i was talking to my girlfriend about this and she explained like if you're climbing a mountain it's probably not your priority to like have a camera in your pocket but like cameras are pretty tiny like you could get a disposable camera that if it falls or breaks like you know no harm no foul i just wonder why there aren't more it's just such an interesting thing to photograph i would think but i don't see that much of it do you know is it just because like you don't need an extra thing to do when you're up there or is there a reason for that or do you even know yeah i don't really no um it's definitely like easier now that you have like a phone you can just like take photos but i think i think yeah when you're climbing especially like a taller a taller route you don't really want to have extra stuff to think about you just want to like focus on on your climbing equipment and and the climbing that you're doing um i've also 
uh i've also like dropped a phone off a climb before and that's like that's like pretty it's not great it'd be like frowned really frowned upon to like drop anything so so i guess like anything that you can have you can drop is like is like maybe something that you get to think about bringing up Ah, that see that amazing answer. I I was thinking you don't want to drop a phone because you don't want to break your phone. But you're saying a falling object could be harmful for anyone in its path. Would you actually, I mean, humans obviously mean more than a phone. So yeah, of course, I, I never thought about it just being dangerous to do Like I'm... Here I am thinking you could drop a disposable. Who cares about the camera? But I'm yeah. not thinking about it hitting someone. Like it, you could maybe even kill someone. Right if it fell like from high enough up. Yeah, yeah, especially like those really high climbs. Yeah, no, you definitely don't want to. I looked through your your social media a bit, and I I know you take photos, so I just wondered like if you've noticed the lack of photos in that environment, but I guess your answer explains it perfectly. Like you don't want to be losing your phone or hurting someone else or both just for the sake of photos. Yeah. There's also, there's also like people who, who really get into that. Like, I think, I think there is a lot of like photography. There's something really cool about climbing. Something like really uh, special about capturing those moments, uh, similar to like skateboarding and snowboarding. Um, so there's a lot of people who do like climbing photography uh, and they really like that. Um, so there's like ways to do it really like more safe. Um, I think, yeah, I think like, I don't have a whole lot of photos on on my social media of of me climbing higher things because uh I mean I don't post a whole whole lot on on social media but it's also like I'm not I'm not like really really into climbing photography um so so we don't necessarily focus on that when we're when we're out climbing but I think I think a lot of people do I think people make kind of careers out of out of like climbing and and taking photos I guess like drones exist now too right like if you're i mean i'm sure it, it costs a bunch of money and you got to be climbing for arcteryx or red bull or something but they could probably get drone footage of anything so yeah there's like there's like uh climbing films similar like snowboard films and stuff uh and yeah and recently like they, they use drones and stuff to capture video so it's like yeah it's cool to see to see the evolution too and get like crazy shots now with Jones. We, uh, my girlfriend and some friends of ours went to the, I think the BAMP, BAMP Film Fest, or we went to one of the nights at the Metro Theater and there was a bunch of like climbing and skiing and all that, those videos. And there was some old footage of people climbing and trying to like kind of film the climb which nowadays you would do with like a gopro or you know something the size of a toonie like hung around your neck but in the 80s and 90s these people were climbing with like full camcorders almost like taped to their helmets it was really funny to see the technology change and what people had to go through back then to film climbing and now 
It's like, yeah, you can just have a phone, like, strapped to your chest or a GoPro or anything. But even then, I, I didn't see... I'm probably just not looking in the right places. You know, for me to say that these aren't much climbing photos, I, I have no idea, like, what I'm talking about, really. I'm sure there's laws out there. I just... You know, as as a civilian with Instagram or whatever, I'm fed a lot of stuff from a lot of other like sports. I see a lot of like running and all that, but I see less climbing. It's more more I guess I see a lot of footage going down mountains and not a lot of going up mountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like it's like a little it's its own little thing. So if you're not, if you're not really into it, um, you, you will find it as much. So like you said, you've, you've been only brood setting for a couple months at boulders, right? Like how, how, yeah, I guess I should, I should clarify that. I've been, I've been root setting for, for six years, like on and off now. Um, but I'm, I'm like the head root setter. So just like, uh, I coordinate the team that that puts the holds on the wall, and that's a that's a relatively new, uh, new job. Uh, okay, because uh, maybe that will affect the answer to the. I was just wondering if you could ballpark the amount of like problems that you've said, but I guess six years is a lot longer than a few months, so maybe that's harder to answer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of problems. Yeah, I have no idea. Like thousands, thousands of problems. Yeah. Do Do you know out of like all of those thousands, is there one route that stands out? Like, have you ever made like such a difficult route that you just watched like no one be able to accomplish it? Um, not really. There's like like every single every single problem that we make, we have to during the forerunning, we have to like do every move. So we have to know it's, it's climbable. So we'll never create like an impossible route. Uh, Cause that'd be kind of rude, I think. Um, but no, it, it's uh, like creating difficult routes. Isn't necessarily like what I'm trying to get after why, why I root set. It's like more, it's more like those, those specific movements or those specific, like, like realizations, like unlocking, unlocking a sequence or a movement. Uh, I try and I try and give that to the the climber. So there's definitely like a couple a couple problems that I've made that have that have just really liked the movement on or or discovered some like really cool way of using a, a hold or or something on the wall. How often, um, like like how often do you change the walls or maybe not all of the wall, but how often are you like changing routes? Uh, yeah. So I guess for our gym, I think gyms do it differently, but, uh, but we'll, we'll change out. We'll do different sections of walls and we do two sections of walls every week. Uh, and that, and that at that rate, we normally get the whole gym reset in about six weeks, six to seven weeks. That, uh, yeah, I, I was curious because I know like my, my girlfriend and some friends when they were all working on this, like that hang kind of i i don't know how to describe where i was in the gym but they were all all trying this one thing and they were all pretty close i think we had been like two or three times where they were all 
almost about to get it and then we came back and it was changed right so (laughs) like i think they're they're a bit more relaxed about it but the that maybe it's better i can't climb because the way i work if i was like almost getting something and then it went away that would drive me like i would i would honestly have to like make a model of that route and like do it just for like self-accomplishment like i would like yeah toss and turn at night if i like come 95 percent and now it's gone like they're obviously not not as as much of a freak as i am so they were all cool with it being gone and you can move on to something else but even i was like it's just it's not here like you guys are never never gonna be able to say you did it because it's gone like do you do people ever kind of like relay that sentiment to you like and then like we almost got it why couldn't you guys have left it for like one more week oh yeah absolutely i get like i can imagine like skateboarding like you trying to land this trick for like whatever hundreds and hundreds of tries and then all of a sudden like that trick doesn't exist anymore <laughs> like you're like what the hell <laughs> give me back that trick uh yeah there's like there's a there's definitely there's definitely like a like a funny dialogue between uh, between like setters and climbers of like like yeah the problem goes up and it's there for a limited time so so they're like trying to figure out trying to get this climb and then and then like the root setters take it away from them uh i remember one time uh before i was resetting i was just like trying to do this climb and and they were going to reset that section of wall uh and i had like i had like i was like pretty close to getting it and i had 45 minutes to try and get to the top of this climb and i and i remember just like looking at the clock and like looking back at this climb and and like getting so stressed out and then and then i did get it and they were like that's it like closing the section we're we're taking this whole these holds off and i was like like oh man that's that's it that's it's gone i can never do it again uh i think the healthy the healthy climbers are like yeah that's great so then i can like step away from it and and find a different climb to do to get invested in but yeah that story that story really stuck with me does that that type of pressure like do you feed off that or did it make it even harder for you like knowing you only had that window to climb it oh i definitely made it way harder i don't think i don't think i do well under pressure to to climb yeah i think it just I wonder about that when I watch everyone climbing too, like how all of these people are so comfortable climbing in front of like a bunch of other people. I know I always try to think like I'm probably watching the most out of anyone in the gym, right? A lot of other people are like preoccupied climbing and like trying to hydrate between climbs. But I always wonder, like, if someone is trying to climb for the first time, it's like their first time climbing, they go into, like, a pretty lit, like, a well-lit gym where everyone can see what they're doing, and they're just, like, comfortable getting on the wall in front of everyone. I could could never do that, but watching other people do it is, is pretty inspiring to me too i i don't know like how do you personally feel about climbing in front of that many people uh i i think i think it's really hard i'm uh, 
pretty self-conscious of the way I climb and and yeah people like doing it for the very first time that's like I don't know to me that's that's like but huge props to them that's that's like everyone can watch you climb and if it's not like you're not able to do it well off the start so you're going to be falling you're not going to feel like you know what you're doing um yeah I think our gym is kind of lucky in that in that we have a pretty pretty open uh feel to to our members so so everyone feels like pretty pretty friendly about that um but me myself yeah I feel I feel pretty self-conscious especially as like as a root setter like people expect me to be good or at least I expect I think I perceive that that people think that I'm good so so when I climb and I fall off something really easy I'm like oh god were people watching me actually that's a good question dude do people people around the gym do they know who you are like do they know you're the root setter so like you being out in the gym watching like do people act differently when they know you're watching i'm just i'm thinking about it would be hilarious if you were to do like an undercover boss type thing and like go to the gym (laughs) like in disguise and like just take notes of what everyone's doing yeah uh i think some people some people know especially if i'm wearing a root setter shirt like after a set people obviously know that i'm I'm a root setter uh oh yeah see i i didn't know that you had i was gonna ask like did they make you wear a certain hat or something to be like (laughs) but you guys have your own shirt like shirts does it say like root setter on the back yeah it'll say root setter on the back but we only we only wear them for like when we're working so so people will, I don't know, it doesn't confuse people to be like, why is that random person, whatever, taking holds off the wall or something? Oh, like more of a like safety protocol, just announcing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like a like a uniform while we work. Yeah, I um uh, you're you're talking with like the feel of boulders. We've uh been to a few different gyms for um event like how i actually got got interested in all this is my my girlfriend is uh an athlete or no i i think they they make her say she's an ambassador she runs for charities she's like a sponsored runner for them and we were going to some climbing events they had and that's when i was like this this is the coolest subculture like i wanna i wanna be in this even though i can never do it i wanna like be around it so we started trying a few gyms we just really like the like the vibe at boulders and the community and we feel like i mean not to say any other gyms are not not cool it's just we feel like people are kind of like talking the community is the strongest at boulders so like have you uh before you worked there like were you climbing in different gyms or have you always kind of been loyal to boulders even before like working there um not no i've actually climbed climbed at like all the gyms in edmonton uh i never didn't really had any like like loyalties. I guess I worked at the U of A, so I was kind of like that was my home gym because I worked there, so I could go there for free. 
Um, but no, no, it's like that sense of, of community is, is, yeah, is why I like, I like Boulder so much. Um, yeah. So when I'm setting, I actually, we, we think about that a lot, or I put a lot of emphasis on that, trying to make like, like boulders that a lot of people can climb that are still really interesting. Um, so that, so that those new climbers have, have a lot of, uh, of things to do and to climb and to feel good about. What, what would, like, if you had to guess, what's the ratio of like new climbers to kind of like seasoned vet climbers, like on a, a given night, I, I get, try to get just too when we go there and I'm looking around the room and I think like, all right, I've, I've seen this person. I actually, I know, yeah, I've, I've talked to this person a couple of times. I recognize like half of these people and then there are like new faces every time we go that maybe actually become reoccurring faces, but I remember the first time I see them. Do you know like what what's the split between like people with memberships, I guess, and people like trying it for the first time? Uh, I don't know exact numbers. I think it's also different from gym to gym, but uh, yeah, I think probably about like fifty percent of climbers at the gym will be like will be like members. Um, so they have a membership. Um. And that's not saying like, like people won't like come often and climb often if they don't have a membership. Um, but there's definitely like a lot of, a lot of new climbers that come in all the time. Yeah. I like, I, uh, handful of times we've like kind of got chatting with someone who's saying like this is their first time or someone got them a pass for Christmas or a birthday and they wanted to come like see what's going on and they like almost immediately fell in love with it and then like we'll be leaving and then i'll see them like buying a pair of shoes and a membership like on the way out like it it seems like something that maybe not everything is for everyone like all across the board but it seems like a lot of people they have a good success rate like people who go to the try climbing once they love it like it, it seems like a lot like if i think of other sports even like let's say skateboarding snowboarding hockey a lot of people probably try it and then i wonder like how many stick with it i see a lot of climbers try it and probably more people sticking with it or at least trying it again you know and and deciding like yeah this is something we'd like to do more of like we'll find out if if we want to do it like for the next like 10 years or whatever but at least we'll buy shoes and come back again yeah it's like this idea of the third space it's like you have like your your work and your home life and you need like this this third space to to have i think boulders uh specifically is like a really really fun third space to be in it's got like a little cafe and you can, you can grab a drink after and 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 it has like this vibe that you're like there to hang out too. So it's like this, this really fun, this really nice third space to be in. I think partially why it's so, why I like it, we can like go with the group and then two of those people will climb, I'll chat with the other two. 
And then when the two clams need a water break, I'll chat with them while the other two clams, so I can go there as a non-climber and still be able to converse with all my friends, whereas, like, most other sports I don't think would would really work that way. Like, most people would be doing the sport the whole time. Like, it would be hard for me to hold a conversation with a bunch of my friends if they were, like, in the middle of a football game or something. <laughs> yeah. Climbing a lot, like, there's... Yeah, like, I'm not saying no one's, like, seriously climbing. It's just, like, everyone needs a break, right? Everyone needs to have a water break, and then I'm right there to be able to chat with them, so. Like, a lot of a lot of my climbing that I do is is more social than it is, than it is, like, actually climbing. It's, like, part of, part of, like, I think because my job is climbing or a lot of my job is climbing, um, when I when I'm like not working and I'm, and I'm climbing for fun. It's like, it's like, because I want to like hang out with people. It's not necessarily because I want to do the thing that I do for work or I guess like work takes away a little bit from that. So, so I love the social aspect when I, when I climb outside of work, it's, it's like 50% to climb and and 50% to actually just like hang out with people. That's, um, I mean, leads me into yet another question. If you, still like are you as passionate about climbing today even though you have made it into a job in a way you know like for me like i always find like a lot of creative stuff i try to to make that a job it loses a bit of it's like lesser to me i wonder if you as a root setter, can you still like separate from that and go climbing in your personal life and enjoy it a hundred percent? Or how does that work? Yeah, I think working in it has taken a lot out of of climbing. It's like less of a it's less of a drive. Um, I remember when I started climbing, I'd I'd really want to to climb like harder harder grades, like to to progress and 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 the way to track progression was just like climbing harder things, um and and that drive is it's definitely like a lot a lot less now. I don't really want to climb harder things, um, but uh, yeah, I still like still really enjoy climbing, and I'm still able to like get into that that uh that like climbing and experiencing climbing but i but i often have to go to like different gyms that i don't work at because whenever i'm in in the gym climbing uh i just like feel like it's work like i'm always and like watching other people climbing and seeing how they like our product like the stuff that we put on the wall or or like i see something that's like dirty or or something that needs to be retaped so i'm kind of like feel like i'm working so so i often go to different gyms to to kind of get away and just experience climbing is there um any like not beef but is there like animosity between the gyms like i'm just thinking as a skate job i i don't love the animosity but it's like inherent like skate jobs are always supposed to kind of hate on other skate jobs like do the gyms see it as healthy competition and just like kind of uplifting the whole scene or is there like issues kind of between between gyms and like i'm not i'm not digging for any specific 
answer or a specific incident. I just mean, like, does everyone sort of get along? Or is there issues, like, between gyms, like, want everyone climbing with them and not with the other people? I think there's there's less of it in climbing. I think it I think it always exists. Um, but what's lucky, I think what's cool about well, what, what we're lucky with climbing is is like it's a really popular sport. So so like if you've ever been to Boulders on a on a whatever on a Tuesday night, it's like it's like packed in there. Um, so there's just like always new climbers that want to do it. So so kind of like any gym that opens is going to have a clientele. Um, I think I think Edmonton is kind of nice. I don't feel as much of that uh, in Edmonton. And I actually went down to like Calgary a few weekends ago to climb there. Uh, and I, I knew the person at the front desk and they were like, oh, are you a full-time worker at a different gym? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm whatever, worker boulders. And then, and then I got a free drop-in because they were like, oh yeah, we just give like free drop-ins to full-time workers at, at other facilities. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, so I think there still is some probably more behind the scenes, but for the most part, everyone, everyone just wants to get people into climbing. Do you know, actually, like, how does our indoor bouldering scene fare against, like, other cities? Like, do you know at all? Like, is is the sport, like, as, as advanced in, like, let's say, does Calgary have as many gyms as we do? Or is Edmonton kind of like a hotbed for this type of thing? Well, Calgary has uh, Calgary has way more gyms than Edmonton. Yeah, I think I think Edmonton can honestly use a few more gyms and and still like not see a blip in like attendance at other gyms. Yeah, Calgary Calgary I think has a huger a bigger climbing scene or at least more gyms. And then, do you know anything about like Vancouver Toronto or anything like about their scenes? Uh not a whole lot i've like i've like climbed uh in vancouver a little bit um i know there's like a lot of gyms there it seems like it seems like any any city that has like climbing relatively close to the city often has like more like outdoor climbing um has like more gyms and and more of a scene there do you like if you had a guess do you think the city will like kind of do what you're saying. Will will we see like more gyms pop up, or do you think it'll just be each of the existing gyms will get busier trying to like deal with the like growing interest in the sport? Uh, I hope there's more gyms. I actually don't really know the business side a whole whole lot, but uh, but I always like seeing more gyms and and more more opportunities for people to get into climbing all about yeah people getting into it so i also hope there's more gyms gonna gonna pop up you know i've uh I've, i feel like i should take a second just to like talk about this and maybe like see see what you think about this project of mine i got the idea that i want to make a photo book of photos that are all taken at I boulders, I guess, became like the the gym of choice. So whenever I go there, I have a camera, and I'm sure people are starting to kind of think like, oh, yeah, there's there's a guy in the wheelchair with the camera, and I I only take photos of like my friend. You know, I'm not trying to like 
take photos with that people's consent. And I don't know how long the project is going to go on for, but every time I go there and I have my camera, more people kind of ask me about it and I tell them a bit about what what's happening. And then I've been like growing my list of consent because people are like, oh, okay, like if, if you see us on the wall, feel free to take our photo like we we know what you're doing you know anything we're doing in here you have permission so as that grows i've been able to get like better photos and in the dream world everyone will just know what i'm doing by the end of this and i can just take photos of everyone it would be like super cool to me i've never really heard of anything like this happening like a a photo book of only photos at an indoor climbing gym and like i mean you're you're in it have you ever heard of anything like this happening before no not not about a climbing gym either i think that's that's a really cool take on it honestly like just taking photos at one gym yeah like it it started where it was gonna be all just photos at any indoor gym then we started going to boulders more and then i realized like we're probably only gonna go here and this is where i'm like comfortable with having a camera like is it it's it's weird and maybe not weird but it's a little i'm self-conscious about I'm not self-conscious about being in a wheelchair, but I'm self-conscious about being in a climbing gym in a wheelchair. I'm like the only one there not climbing. And then half the time I have a camera around my neck, but everyone is like being really nice about it, right? And I'm like growing, becoming more comfortable with all this. And I think at the end of the project, it'll end up being, Pretty cool, but right now it's a lot of photos of chalk bags and, you know, my girlfriend and friends of mine climbing, but I don't want to, like, take photos of anyone I don't know yet. But as people ask me more about this and I get more more consent from people, I think it's going to grow into something pretty interesting. And I've been asking people kind of involved in the sport if they've ever heard of anyone doing this before and it it seems like it's a a fairly new idea i mean when i look around the gym i see everyone is taking photos on their phone of course but i haven't seen anyone really taking photos with like an actual camera in there so i'm excited to, to see what the end end result of all this is I've only uh, shot, I think less than two rolls of film have been taken on this project so far. And I, I would like a lot by the end of it, but. I think, I think that's a really, yeah, such a cool idea. Um, it's kind of like, it kind of like goes back to the, to like gym climbing is like kind of still kind of new um, because it used to be like a, like a training, a form of training for outdoors um and now it's becoming like like it's it's its own thing like you can 
climb in a gym and never go outdoors and, and, and you've still done the thing. So, so like indoor climbing, it's kind of like getting its own identity and stuff. And like, and like making this book is kind of like speaks to that a little bit where, where like the gym climbing experience is going to be, it's like you're creating what the gym climbing experience is, uh, or at least for you. That's kind of cool. I mean, that's really flattering of you to say, I, I hadn't given it that much credit. Right to me, I was just thinking, I'll take photos anyway. If I'm going to go to this gym and just be in my chair the whole time, I might as well take photos while I'm just, like, watching everything happen. So it all kind of came organically, but I, I really like the idea of, like, doing things that aren't overdone a lot before, especially in, like, photography and stuff, and I just... I hadn't really ever heard of a like group of photos that were all in like this niche of an environment. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. And especially like I, you have like a totally different perspective of, of climbing in that space um, because like you're not necessarily participating in, in the actual like act of climbing all the time. So you have like this, this cool eye, this like this really cool view, view of, of what we're doing. It was it was really the exact same thing I did with with skating. I, I can't do it, but I can really enjoy the sport and try to like document what's happening around me. It's the the exact same thing with climbing. I just thought I'm here anyway. I might as well bring a camera. Plus, I love taking photos, but I've lived in Edmonton for so long that it's like i feel like i've taken photos of a lot of stuff it's all like it's not boring but it's like you know i can go for a walk on jasper app but i do that like a couple times a week in the summer right so i've i've seen all that i've never really like seen the gym right so these photos are like new to me i can go there and I mean, probably 98% of the photos are just useless, but the more I take, the more good ones might come up. And eventually I might have like a kind of cohesive body of work that is all the, all like this whole new thing that I don't really know anything about. So it's like a, a fresh take. When it's something new like that, I just like, fire off photos you know haphazardly if it, if i'm out on jasper apple take like one photo a day and you know like one thing seems like where the photo at the gym i'll shoot like 30 in a day and they might all be terrible but it's all new to me yeah that's a i'm i'm excited i'm like i'm intrigued by by what you're doing so that's like got my interest anyway and i'm i'm not sure if you know yeah and i i mean it's funny that so far i haven't got any of the photos developed i just have a like a layout and i have a thank you section that i like to do at the end of any zines or whatever and uh so far i just have your name and jeremy's name and my girlfriend and the friends that we climb with these are all the people who I've like met in climbing who have kind of like inspired the project so far. I'm sure the list of names will grow by the time it's over, but 
you and Jeremy are, are the the gym people who have answered a lot of my questions so far, so. Oh, cool. Well, I'm not sure if you know what I look like in person, but if you ever see me in the gym, feel free to, to snap a photo. Total consent right there. I don't. It's funny. Someone, uh, again, talking about running into people I, like, know from the studio at the gym. I was sitting there last time we were there, I think, Monday night, and someone came up to me, and they were like, oh, Wes, right? And I... I didn't know them, and I thought that it was you. Okay. Because I didn't know you either. It was after we had, like, confirmed this. But they were like, oh, is your name Wesley? And I was like, oh, yeah, you must be Brennan. And they were like, no, my name's Evan. Like, I <laughs> recognize you yeah. from the studio, and I was trying to explain, like, oh, sorry, I actually have a podcast booked with someone who works here. I thought you were them, and they seemed quite confused. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, the more the more people I meet and the more people who ask about the camera, I can kind of get their permission to, to have photos of them, and hopefully by the end of this, I just kind of have a good good documentation of what was going on at the gym over the winter at least i think it's only been like a month or two that i even had this idea but we try to go like once once a week and uh hopefully i can add to it substantially each week and then have something worth showing people cool yeah i'm i'm excited for it whereas yeah it seems like a fun project I think that's what's cool about like the gym space is like uh is like it's like you've experienced like the kind of community feel of it um but a lot of that a lot of that is just like people using the space it's not like it's not like we try and make it open for everybody and 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 have that have that vibe but uh but it's like the people doing cool things in our gym that that makes the community it's not necessarily us being like oh we'll put on all these events um it's like people just being being like knowing that they can use the space to to do cool things that they're interested in yeah that very true i see a lot of people like you know being like climbing is part of what they're doing but it's not the entire thing so it's like at the gym they're a climber right but you can tell these people have a lot of other interests like in their day-to-day and i i love talking to people i meet there kind of about what they do outside too like i it would be interesting to get photos of all these people but also like do i've always thought it would be interesting to do like shorter maybe just like rapid fire like interview questions for these people I would just love to know like what else they're into like they're they're climbers when they're at boulders but what are they like when they leap yeah I think climbing attracts like a lot of interesting people too uh I was talking to some some snowboard friends or snowboard skateboard friends who went to Squamish uh for the first time a few years ago and they were like they like kind of climbed in the gym a few times but they weren't like 
like really into climbing at that time and they and they like loved the experience they were just like wow it's like it was just like so interesting to like walk around the climbing spots and and talk to the people there and and just like look at the scene it's like full of like really interesting interesting people and and things the like to me though it seems like the outdoor climbing would have less of the community like the communal aspect like obviously when you go outdoor climbing i doubt there's hundreds of people like at the base right to chat with but i wonder like when you're outside does the whole community aspect kind of go away or like how does that work yeah that's an interesting question um i think yeah i don't think it's the same thing as like a as a as an indoor gym I think there's still like, there's like some community, but there's a, yeah, it's like less of a third space. It's like really easy to like go and hang out at a bouldering gym and just like talk with your friends. Um, when you're outdoors, it's like, it's like you're a little more focused on, on actually doing the thing that you're there for. I feel though, like, and this is just me assuming, but the, the, like all the community aspects we've been talking about are still there in the outdoor climbing it just might not be like right at that moment but i'm i'm assuming they're all still like they embrace each other and maybe then this third space that you're talking about becomes like instagram or it becomes like a message board or something when they like congregating after the outdoor climb like i've i I can see that they would still be a community, just not in the same way of in person as gym. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. There's definitely there's definitely communities around around climbing and outdoor climbing and climbing areas, but it's like uh, yeah, maybe it's just like there's fewer there's fewer climbing spots or it's like less accessible. Um it's kind of like intimidating to go outdoor climbing so so it's like there's like fewer people that actually do it um whereas like the gym climbing it's like like anyone can do it um or or at least the majority of people can can do it so it's like more inviting so you'll get just like more of everyone um so just like kind of less barriers and maybe that feels like more like a like a community like more accommodating maybe too they they keep the community at the gym like they can go to the gym and as Susie with all their friends. And then when it's, they go outside, trying to like focus, you know, like get, do that and then go back to the socializing inside. Yeah. There's also, there's also like comparing our gym. There's like, it's like a, it's like a business. We want people to come in there. So we're like, we're like trying to bring people in and we're trying to like, like, um, like cater the space like we really really like that that people feel safe and and welcomed at our space and i don't think like you can't show up to like a rock face and 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 have someone there to greet you with a smile or something it just like kind of depends on on who's there that day yeah and i mean this is just my inner being scared of climbing i feel like you would feel less safe being outside right like maybe not not the potential. Well, I guess yeah, the potential of injury, like being 
up higher having less of those people like reassuring you that must be a thing too right at the indoor gym climbing in front of people once once you get over like the the self-consciousness of that then you have a room of people who are kind of brooding for you like you might actually feel like more inspired to climb in front of people because they're all like cheering you on I wonder if outside, if there's no one there, if you have less of that, like reassurance and like people amping you up. Yeah, that's kind of my experience uh, going outdoor climbing. And it might be might be a little different if you like lived in the spots like like Canmore. I know Canmore has like a, a big outdoor climbing scene. Um, but whenever I go climbing around Canmore, it's like I come with my my group of friends and there's like there's not like a whole lot of interaction between between different groups like. I might like ask if they want to, if I can do a climb next to them or something, but it's less of that, uh, less of that, like cheering each other on. Um, it's more like groups of people, or at least my experience is, is like groups of people going there and they, they hang out with each other. Yeah, I guess. I mean, even thinking of being, being way up on a mountain, it must be harder to like, even if you're there with friends, I assume you're all like in different Maybe not like climbing way distance from each other, but you're far enough apart that like the conversation must dwindle a bit, like being outdoors. Like it's not the same as talking indoors, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like most of the time you're talking about what you're doing. Uh, whereas at the gym. Yeah. I think at the gym, it's like, I'll talk about like, why, what I'm doing this week or, or my day or something that's, that's bothering me. And it's kind of like less, less when I go outdoor climbing. Yeah. I actually wouldn't even thought of that as well. You have the conversation, even if it is happening would be much different. I guess just the stakes are much higher. Like at the gym, you can kind of talk about whatever, even if you fall, there's like, not much chance of it being that like drastic of an injury if you're outside you're gonna gonna focus and like you know if you are gonna exchange words with someone it might be about like a hold or a way not to fall off this mountain so you gotta kind of prioritize like what what you're saying yeah maybe it'd be like a comparison it'd be like be like going for a jog with a friend in the city versus like doing a doing a trail run in the mountains yeah no that that's perfect actually and as i'm dating a marathon runner i i fully understand the analogy um you know oh, thank you so much for, for answering all these random questions i'm just looking at the timer i feel i've taking up probably more of your day than i even agreed to uh before we go is there any um obviously i'll i'll plug you and and boulders and stuff but are there any resources you can think of like say someone listening wants to to get into climbing or like try it out for the first time is there anything you would advise them even like youtube videos or anything that just might inspire someone to like try this out for the first time uh i think the the best thing you can do is is like if you have a friend who's does it get them to take you to the gym 
but if not, it's just like, it's like going and doing it. Like my experience was, was like from the periphery, I just like saw this, this cool activity and I, and I just like wanted to try it. I wanted to be part of it. And, and I think it's accommodating enough that you can just like strap on a pair of shoes or, or go to a gym and, and try it out. I think that's the best way, best way to experience it. And it's like, yeah, it's intimidating, but, uh, but yeah, try and try it out. Take them, take the step. I think it's a really fun, fun activity. Yeah, I I mean, you were saying that, I constantly, I watch people come into the gym. It's like pretty obvious it's their first or among their first tries. You can see they're kind of like shy and kind of sheepish about getting on the wall. But then once they do, then it's kind of like nonstop until the session ends, right? So I think like maybe people just get over that initial whatever it is like stopping them from trying it out or just openly climbing in front of everyone it seems like a lot of people once they get over that hump they're like all in maybe not not a hundred percent of people but like i'm saying that the success rate for like repeat climbers must be like higher than most sports yeah, I don't want to like point people to like resources necessarily because because I I really love watching people come in for the first time and and just like experience climbing the way they want to do it. Like there's no there's no like right or wrong way to do it. Uh, I just like want people to to try it out and and experience it in the way that that they feel it's like some sort of achievement or some sort of goodness come out of it. Well, I mean, that's, that's still, like, a, a great resource, right? Just instead of watching it, go in, try it for the first time, like, learn, learn how to do it properly, or, I mean, try on properly, and then learn how to, like, do it properly after you make the mistakes. That, I mean, that's probably the best advice and the best resource out there is just, like, do it firsthand like try it out and see how you like it and see like how you want to approach it and then after that maybe watch some stuff but yeah i wish uh i know it's like intimidating to go to a gym for the first time uh so so like maybe i wish i wish we had like a like a time where it was like a low stimulus climb or something where there's like fewer people but but if you do want to like go to the at any gym really um just do like a weekday morning or something and it, it's normally like less busy and and if you're like self-conscious about getting on a wall it's a it's a really good time to to hit up a gym and, and try it out for the first time is that something you guys have thought about like doing the like less busy less intimidating like first time climber i guess that's gonna eat in to, like you were saying you guys are a business right you you have bills to pay like you don't want to turn away paying people just for the sake of of new people or do you uh it's i've i've yeah it's been brought up before i i'm like a i really i'm an advocate for that i think it's really it'd be really cool if we could offer uh offer a space like that or a way to like experience climbing that way but yeah it's just kind of like hard to juggle that with the whatever with the business and in capitalism or whatever you gotta make money so 
Yeah, of course. But no, the great advice, like, just go on a, a weekday and then less people. Yeah, I know. I think we went on a weekday once and it was, it was noticeably less people. Right? So yeah. I, I could, I could vouch in my experience that's probably the best advice if, if someone wants to try it and not have to like get it on the wall in front of a bunch of people. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't think of any other, I mean, I'm sure when we hop off, I'll think of a million questions that I wish I would have asked, but as of now, I think you probably answered all of my questions quite eloquently, actually, I feel. These are maybe no. like small, like dumb questions with un, or they were kind of smaller questions with bigger answers. So thank you for all that. I'm sure. I mean, I learned a lot. Hopefully, anyone listening as well, and hopefully, like people listening, wanna wanna give it a try. It's very very cool just to like see how it all works. Like even as an outsider, that's what I was saying. Like all of all of our guests, it's not like I didn't want to talk to anyone, but I I was really looking forward to this being able to ask you all of all the questions that are just kind of ruminating in my head. Like being able to ask someone who could answer them based on like profession and expertise. So I can't thank you enough for doing this. If uh, there's not any anything pertinent you want to talk about i can uh let you get back to your saturday yeah no thanks for thanks for having me it was it was a lot of fun it was i honestly didn't know what to expect but it was yeah a lot more uh yeah really engaging i thought it was going to be a lot more about like the active route setting but I kind of liked the direction it went more just like you learning what climbing is about and a little bit more of these these general questions about yeah what climbing is that's that's what every episode almost every episode I do is it's just me me having an interest in something I don't know anything about and then just convincing someone from that field to come on here and answer the questions I have and it's it's worked so far and it's kind of becoming more and more of the the formula for these episodes going forward. I hope uh I hope you weren't expecting to talk about about anything else that didn't get brought up. Like I I hope I didn't get you to come on here and then not answer any of the stuff you were hoping to answer. Oh no! I was just I was just excited to be to be on the show. It's I don't know. I, you're I'm not sure if you I, you're a really prevalent force in the in the community, or at least from my experience in in Edmonton and stuff. So it's it's really cool to be able to to tap into it or, or be part of it a little bit. Well, thank you. That's uh that's very flattering. I have the pleasure is all mine. Hopefully, uh, we run into each other at the gym. I uh, I would love to meet maybe get get a photo if if i have oh i guess you already gave me permission so yeah absolutely it'd be cool to meet yeah in person yeah definitely and then i'll uh 
I'll know exactly who you are and not confuse you with any other people at the gym because that was not a weird moment, but I would like to, to not have that moment happen again. So Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll see you at the gym sometime soon. Yeah, no, thank you so much. That was great. A lot of fun. Cool. Thank you. All right. Bye, Wes. Bye.